If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Hey, welcome to The Average Fellas Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the Average Fellas Podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can always check us out on our website, www.averagefellas.com. Please drop by and uh, take a look at what we got going on there. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm just going to be talking about all the stuff on the website today because I think it's really cool and exciting. Uh, once again, guys, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, thank you for reviewing and rating on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. You guys are doing more than you know by participating uh, with the Average Fells Podcast. All right, so I think that's everything. Uh, Once again, it's a beautiful Monday morning. Uh, today's episode is a little bit different, guys. I'm just going to chat with you. Uh, This is going to be my third solo podcast. I uh, I just wanted to go through the website. I want to talk about the website with you guys. See what um you know. See what people uh, maybe think about it or get some feedback about it. I would really appreciate that. Um, but also I just want to share it with you guys because I think it's really exciting and really cool, and that's what I'm about. You know, that's what the average fellas podcast is going to be about. And it's you know my goal is to help small businesses, nonprofits, independent artists, startups, um, the average fella. It's my, my goal is to help get them. Uh, you know, a, a home base, a place where, you know, they can be successful and, and hopefully, you know, get get their products, services, not hopefully, I know they will get their products and services uh, out to the customers and clients, to people, you know, it's, that's what the average fellows is for. We want to, I guess, not necessarily raise awareness, but we want to, we do. For nonprofits, it's about raising awareness. You know, it's really is about raising awareness for some nonprofits. Uh, for small businesses, it's about getting your name out there, connecting the business to the customers. So that's what we want to do here. At, that's what we want to do at Average Fellows. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm trying to do. So what I've what I've built on my website is sort of a home base for myself. Okay, for myself as a podcast, Average Fellows podcast, I have a home base now averagefellows.com and from this home base is going to um, I'm going to build out the entire um, I guess like look feel vibe of the company okay average fellows podcast LLC (laughs) Um, so eventually that'll it'll it'll it's going to grow into that okay so I know it's small pickings right now and it's just a one-man show but it's you know, the, this is a lifelong sort of thing that needs to continue and develop, right? So it's not just a, I just set it and forget it. I need to continually work on this and continually polish and build uh, what I'm trying to build here. So uh, what I really want to do in this episode is kind of give you a vision of what I want to do and how my my website is sort of uh, fostering an environment for me to accomplish that, okay? Ultimately, website design, from my perspective, as a freelance web designer, I guess, um, it, it should be functional and it should work for you and it should work for your clients. Okay. That's my goal. Um, ultimately, like I said, I'm trying to provide services for the, for the average fella. And so I want to demonstrate how they work. And, uh, one of the demonstrations is my own website. 
Does it work? You know, is it generating traffic? Am I getting people to, you know, stick around and subscribe? Am I am I able to drive traffic to other links or are my links that I have out there on other platforms? Are those leading them to my website? Um, Am I able to build an email list? Am I collecting this information to to use later on in the future when I launch my coffee? If you see you look at the website, there's a coffee and store uh, page um, with Tetris. there's a coffee and store uh, page, and eventually that's going to be the e-commerce side of of the of this of this website where I sell multiple um, you know products, which would definitely be you know eventually a beanie or a t-shirt. But I really don't want to get into the swag so much. I actually want physical products that help people. I actually want to provide a product that not only promotes myself but promotes other small businesses. So the coffee is sort of a way that I'm going to do that eventually, okay? Right now, it's just the small. It's in its infancy stages. I just got part of the uh, part of the uh, licensing taken care of, so that way I can um, get ready to, you know, I gotta do the bank account. That's my next step now. So, uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna be working on that today, getting a bank account open, so that way I can get, um, get my product ready to go. So, all right, let me get through this. <laughs> Um, we're going to go through the website. So averagefellows.com, www.averagefellows.com. Um, you can take a look. It's mobile friendly. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a little tip on what I do here. So um, I wanted to build a website that was going to be inexpensive, okay, that was going to be effective and work, that was going to give me the opportunity to reach out to clients and to listeners and to be able to stake connected uh and and to also build a a a, um sort of a a uh build a a family a network really um so that's what i really wanted my website to do okay and i i looked at several different services i don't have any traditional coding um experience other than the fact that i have a python uh course that i've uh dabbled on for a while i think i went through the first third of the of the course um, but i don't have any any experience in coding as my, uh, what i've what i've learned has been through either youtube or asking people uh professionals in the <laughs> respected um um job you know, um, filled what their, uh, what their thoughts are. And if they have any, you know, any input for me or any, any, anything that I can, any information that might help, help me as a designer. Okay. So, uh, like I said, this was, my idea was to build the website so that way I can capture and build and foster a, an audience, uh, a, a family, a following, if you will. I don't want to call it a following, but you know, it's, it is a little bit of that. It's social media, right? So, um, but it, it's really just to create a home base. This is who I am, right? Average Fells podcast. Um, so right away you get to the homepage, boom. Um, the first thing you see is a cell phone and a coffee cup and the logo um, in the top right-hand corner. It just says averagefells.com in the top navigation bar. Um, so one of the things I wanted to focus on was simple navigation on the website. Um, so going through this, like there's a lot of stuff involved in designing a website. <clears throat> So much so that you have to sort of, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot that goes into this. I don't even know where to begin with this now. Um Let's just start with the homepage. All right, we'll just start with the homepage like I've been saying. Um, we'll, we'll start with the homepage. 
my idea was I wanted to do something very big and very clean. I like simple, clean, fresh looking logos and websites. I don't like too much clutter, although there are parts of my website that do look clutter. There's a lot of text. There's a lot of logos everywhere, but they're purposeful in where I place them. Okay. So that's one thing that you need to, that you should probably remember if you're designing your own website or if you're, you know, or if you're consulting with me and designing a website, I like to keep them clean and simple. Okay. The more clutter we have on the page, the more attention, um, the more attention grabbing, uh, you're, you're, you're dividing the attention of the person coming to your website. So what you want to do is sort of create a funnel. Okay. And by a funnel, what I mean is either a click funnel or a visual information funnel. And that means that you want to drive the viewer, the person who's watching or who's looking at your website, you want to drive them a certain way. You want to, you want them to, uh, you want to suggest to them through your website, how they should navigate through your website. Okay. So I have a top bar at the very top of the website underneath the, the search, right? Where you, where you put the web address in averagefellas.com, you know, forward slash home or whatever. When you type that in, as soon as the page loads, right underneath that, you get a navigation bar. This is very simple. This We've seen this on hundreds of thousands of millions of websites. So this is very familiar to the user. Okay, um, Sometimes the navigation can be a menu that pops out from the right or left-hand side. Um, it could be a three little lines in the top left corner, top right corner um, that you press on and it drops open. Uh, there's a drop menu that has now a, a, a navigation bar for you to flip through pages, right? So I decided to go with the top navigation because I think it's just simple. I think it's clean and um, your top navigation bar just should be simple and clean. You know, I, it's taken me a while to get to the place where I have it right now and I'm going to even simplify it even more. I want to do as minimal. I want to be to be, I want to communicate as much as possible, but I want it to be, have as minimal, um, real estate on the website, if that makes any sense. Um, I guess design wise is what I'm talking about. So um, from the hot bar or from the menu bar on the top, scroll down a little bit, you have this brilliant image that I took of the coffee, the cell phone that says Average Fells Podcast on it with our logo. Um, and you see podcast, coffee, web solutions, the three things that I'm interested in, the three things that I do, the three things that I service small businesses, nonprofits, uh, you know, startups, freelance, independent artists, I provide services for them. You know, um, that's what I want to focus. That's what I want to communicate. So in the first the first heading, you have Average Fells Podcast and the three things that I do, podcast, coffee, web solutions, okay? Scrolling down, this is now the homepage, okay? This is just the homepage, and your homepage should kind of have a little bit of samples from everything that you do. Everything that you want to incorporate on your website, your homepage should sort of just give you a little bit of all that, right? Just the highlights, the, the, the content that will um, drive somebody to follow, to the next. Okay. So what I mean by that is when I scroll down from the, when I scroll down through the homepage, you'll see the first um, little piece I have is listen to the fellas every Monday and Thursday. And there's a list of podcast platforms, right? Now I can make these all linkable where you can click on them and they can send you out. But remember what I said, there is a, there is a, 
there's a balance between what you want to show and where you want to take people. Okay, so certain links need to be put in certain places to drive people that direction. Okay, it's like imagine you're building a road and the more on and off ramps you have, the more chances that somebody else might take an off ramp to get off that road. Okay, that's what we're looking at. That's the design here. So what we want is a perfect roadmap to drive them to the um, different pages on our website. And so from our homepage, our first stop off is podcast platforms. Okay, that's the first link that you can click on on my homepage as you scroll down from the top. That'll direct you to the Listen Now page, which will give you multiple platforms that you can click on. Okay, that'll take you to those platforms directly to my profile on those platforms for you to subscribe to me. Okay. Um, now, the reason why I didn't put that on the homepage is because I would ultimately want to get them into the uh, the body of my website. So you have a home and an about page, right? Typically on your website, a home page and about page, those are basically your bookends. Those are your the covers of the book, basically, okay? And so the front home page has a little bit of everything on it. You can't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a website by its home page. But you generally get the context uh, and, and the content um, that you're going to be receiving by browsing through the rest of the catalog, right? So your homepage um, and your about page are sort of or that. So the goal is to get them from the homepage to move through the rest of the catalog. Listen now, coffee store, podcast services, web solutions, social media, and then finally about the bookend. Okay. So like I said, wh where you put your links on your web pages really depends. It it, it can drive traffic to or from you. Okay, so um, then we're scrolling down from the first listen, uh, from the listen to the fellows every Monday, Thursday spot, we have coffee subscription service soon. Remember, podcast coffee web solutions is all that I'm trying to achieve. Okay, so everything that I share on this website is catered towards that direction. Okay, offering solutions in those sorts of genres, those fields of interest. Okay, so going down from the podcast, we go down to coffee subscription service coming soon. And it's just a giant banner page, just a banner image, because there's what I want to showcase is um, some nice artistic feed from my Instagram and a shop now button. Um, and that'll take them to the coffee and store page. OK, so your home page is really trying to get them into the catalog, right? Get them and direct them from, hey, look, coffee podcasts and web solutions to let me actually go to the page that those are on and get greater details, right? So you want it to be skimmable, um, especially on a mobile friendly website. If your content isn't skip, nobody wants to open a mobile website and get 18, you know, PDFs of just text. All right. We don't want to see that. Nobody enjoys that. So if you look at my website, you look at the mobile version of it, it almost, it almost sort of, uh, it, 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 it's almost sort of social media optimized where it builds a feed on your, uh, from, it takes your website, it compresses it into this sort of social media format. So when you're scrolling through your, your website on your phone now, it has a very familiar interfacing system for the user. And that's important because if they're not familiar and the experience isn't familiar to them, then they're not, you know, it's, it's ultimately going to work against you. Okay. So if your if your website's not, uh, um, if your website's not 
um, phone optimizable, that's something that you should you should look into. And Google Sites offers a really great tool, a really competitive tool to help build a website that is mobile uh, optimizable. And that's what I built my website on. Google, Google Sites. It's completely free. You just need an email address. That's all you need is one email address, okay? And you can build an entire Google website. Now, your domain is what's going to cost you money, okay? Your domain can cost you upwards of eight bucks, you know? It just depends. And if you want service, you want, um, you need your website to be hosted because you need to store information. Now you're talking about a server hosting um, um, server hosting that that might or may not be included in whatever platform you choose to build your website on. As far as I know, Google Sites use you can host things through Google Sites by attaching it to your drive. Okay, so there's certain features and functions that you're allowed to that you can build, which I'll get into, um, that Google Drive enables you to to use. So, which is a really cool function. That's why I use Google Sites. It's just su- it's easy. It's friendly and it works. It's powerful. Okay, so that's why I'm a huge Google uh, platforms fan. Everything is through Google. I mean, like, come on, like, what other company are you going to use, really? Yahoo. <laughs> um, and uh, if if you're someone who has you know the experience, if you are a fully fledged, I'm a freelance web designer. Um, so pretty much I'm going to build everything I do through Google sites because I'm only familiar with, I am familiar with other platforms, um, familiar with, um, with Squarespace. I've built websites on Squarespace and I've also messed with Wix before. And I've also definitely had to rescue some GoDaddy sites before. So, um, you know, I'm familiar with those sorts of those platforms. And, um, I think Google sites has probably been the one that I've most familiar with. And then, Squarespace, I think if you have a boutique product, you have like a, if you are product based where you're not necessarily selling services, well, maybe services too. But I think if you have, if you're a boutique store, a very um, bespoke sort of product um, based store, I would go with Squarespace because they have simple minimalistic designs that definitely they're templates that you just drop and you just take pictures. You can take your Instagram feed pretty much just copy and paste images from your Instagram over, put descriptions, you know, I'm sure you can come up with something amazing. Um, but Google Sites, I thought, just offered way more um, flexibility as far as more supporting systems that you can use, like with your Drive, Google Drive, Google Business, Google Ads. Um, so all those things, Google Analytics, it's just it's more seamless and it's easier to use if you're familiar with the platform. So if you're a small business, a nonprofit, and um, you don't have any sort of web presence, I highly recommend that you get uh, familiar with the Google platform, okay? Get a Google email address, set up your Google Drive, so that way you can take pictures and you can just drop them directly into your drive. And from that drive, it'll exist. Once you log into Google onto your your desktop, you'll have access to all those pictures in your drive that you've taken on your phone now. So it's very simple, it's streamlined, and it, it works, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, once again, I've built my site, which I think is pretty good. I don't, I'm not saying it's the best website, but I do back my website. I think I've designed a very competitive website that looks and feels great. Um, and I, I'm proud of it. So, I mean, if it makes me happy, <laughs> um, but 
like I said, it needs to work. So it's not just about building a website for you. It's about building a website that works, right? Because that's one thing that we, what I see a lot when I go to a website, when I go look at a small business, it turns into a blog about their own personal life. And I, I understand that you are an important person and that your life experiences are very valid. But when you're trying to do business online, you should probably put something, a buffer between you and and the business, right? Um, that's just that's just a professional recommendation that I make for everybody. That's the, what I'm trying to do right now personally. I think when I started the podcast, it was sort of, um, it's very friendly, um, but now I want to polish it and really use it to um, be a part of my business. You know, the podcast is a part of my business. It's where I will host the interviews of the small profit, the, sm- the small profit, <laughs> the small business and the nonprofits, the startups. It's where I get to connect with the listeners. You know, sometimes some of the interviews I've done have been from people that have seen my Instagram feed. They've reached out, they've contacted me and they've became a guest. So, you know, if you want to be featured on the average fells podcast, it's pretty much radio for the internet shoot me an email. Um, there's plenty of places on, on my website that you can find um, to email me. As a matter of fact, if you go to the Listen Now page, you scroll down to the bottom, there's podcast guest sub- submission, and there's instructions there on how you can um, send in a submission to me to be featured on the podcast. So there's things like that. That's what your that's what your website should do for you. It should work for you. It should work. It should, it should help you. It should help the clients, right? So Here's my thing. I'm trying to meet people halfway and by creating content that demonstrates what I can do and by creating uh, multiple web channels to connect myself with the customer or the client, right? By demonstrating what I can do on Instagram, Facebook, you know, on social media platforms and on my own website and on YouTube um, and also, you know, other ways. I'll get into that. So, still working through the homepage. After we get through the coffee, we have podcast production services and web solutions. Okay, so this is a third part of the homepage. We had podcast, we just had coffee. Now we're going down to the podcast, you know, web solutions part. I sort of put those together because um, podcast production services are all sort of studio-based services um, and online I can conduct the business remotely 100% um, and I can get the product to the customer um, with within 24 to you know i would say 24 to 48 hours i can definitely get a product to the customer remotely all you have to do is reach out through an email and we can get the process started so you know it's just ways of being able to communicate that so anyways here we go into the third part of the website podcast production services web solutions and more um two simple videos here one that is a podcast intro podcast production um sample so i can demonstrate what i've done for other people and then i the web solutions and more is just a simple uh, uh video that demonstrates uh some of the um mobile friendly website designs especially like the like the <laughs> the website i'm talking about now um and they give you links to those two pages right so now on my homepage okay i have only one two three four links okay outbound links they're not even outbound they're just ta- they're just taking you to more of the more pages within the website itself okay then i have my newsletter where i can at the very bottom of the page i have a newsletter where people can submit their emails i can that then gets stored to a google doc okay i it starts building an email list for me or a google sheet um and it 
so in the future, when I want to reach out and say, hey, I've dropped a new episode, and in this episode, I'm talking about websites, and then I include links to some of the tools that I use. Are you interested? You know, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to use the newsletter to sell anybody. It's really just to, in the future, when I roll out second, third, fourth, uh, different coffee roasts down the line, I'll have this email bank of emails that I'll be able to say, hey, the average fellows has a new coffee roast available for you guys to try. Um, take, take a look at this review. I would probably link a video in it and, um, and you know, try and send that at least once a month. Um, as a small business, I think it's a little difficult to be managing all the platforms. So, um, definitely trying to find somebody to do it for you. And that's like what I was applying for last Monday. I applied for a position for a social media, uh, assistant director. Um, because it does, it's a, there's a lot going on, you know, there is a lot going on in different places and you have to sort of be able, you can use, um, you can use a, a software like, um, or a platform like monday.com, um, or I think it's later.com. I can't remember which, what it's called. Um, and those are all, those are just a platform that basically helps you, um, seamlessly manage multiple social media platforms. Okay. Um, I sort of taken it a different route where I've done, I've pretty much done the Instagram and Facebook are linked. So I only post to Instagram. Okay. And then I use Twitter for more social engagement, doing polls, gathering more data, right? That's sort of what I use Twitter for because Twitter, you need to learn, I guess, learning the social media, uh, learning how to use social media to communicate with your listeners or your followers, and then turning that into valuable information that can then help you become a, a better, um, content creator, right? A, a better voice to, to respond really. I mean, cause here's the thing, interfacing, how you interface with uh, a, a software or a program um, is, is sort of similar how you interface with human beings, okay? So whatever you communicate is what you're inputting into the software, the other human, right? And whatever it is that they perceived, um, that they gathered from that information and that particular uh, you know, moment, and however they react to it is basically how that interface is going to be programmed basically based upon the input that you put into it. Right. So if I go up to somebody and I call them fat and ugly, you know, that's, that's what I input, you know, I go up to a random person and I, the values that I give them is you're fat, you're ugly. I should not be surprised when they interface by punching me in the face. Does that make sense? <laughs> so sort of similar, the similar ways to how you, how you use your, your social media and how you use your website with other people. Okay. So, um, think of it, there's a little bit of psychology going into this, right? Um, one of the things, and I'll, and I'll explain that why. So at the bottom of my website, I got social media and YouTube. Okay. There's these giant, big circular buttons. And one of the things that my friend said to me, he's a sort of a, he's the e-commerce web guy guru for a company and, um, sort of the authority that I talk to when it comes to designing websites. Um, he made, he made a simple suggestion. He said, look, if you streamline and you simplify the amount of links that you have on your pages, that's going to be better for you because it'll keep people in your ethos. Okay the more outbound links that you have, 
you're giving more reasons for people to leave your page, no longer in your ethos. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Second on that, by making it simple, a simple design, by having these giant circular social media buttons that I've um, that I've put on my website, it makes it easier for the person um, that's navigating, oh, that's what this means. It's like a stop sign. You know, we are very familiar with a stop sign. So we're also familiar with the social media logos based upon the apps that we all use. So um, by designing your website to have these familiar logos for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, all these places, right? By having the 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 logo that everybody's familiar with on your website instead of just, you know, a having a button that has that logo on it makes it a hundred times better. Okay. Because people then they realize, oh, I just click there and I'm gonna go. And off I go to their Facebook. Off I go to their YouTube. So at the very bottom of the website you'll see that I have social media and YouTube giant buttons for people to click on just so we can send them off to those pages, right? And I want them to go to those pages. I don't mind putting those outbound links on my website because it's still in my ethos, right? It's still connected to me, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. It's still me. Okay, and then at the very bottom, this is sort of a an idea that I got from Zappos. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Tony Shea. I think that's his name. I can't remember. He was one of the owners, CEO of Zappos, a e-commerce store that sold like shoes, um, designer shoes. I mean, really, just really cool, um, really cool website. And I mean, you'll see you if you ever. I think, man, in most uh, most like sitcoms or uh, just like ads that you'll see, you'll see a bunch of Amazon boxes and then you'll see a Zappos box, okay? So just pay attention to that. Pay attention every time you see Amazon ads with like Amazon boxes in it. Look for a Zappos box too. You might see that. Anyways, um, one of the things about that company that the takeaway that I got after hearing about the death of, of the CEO recently, um, he died in a tragic fire accident. I'm not sure exactly what the details are, but, um, one of the things that I, uh, was, you know, was cool to discover was that he, he really had this reputation of designing customer service, not necessarily designing a shoe website or an e-commerce website, he wanted to focus on customer service. So uh, it really inspired me. What is going to separate you as a website from the next website, right? And so for me, what I've incorporated into my website is an email direct. Okay, got questions, email me directly. Okay, and as a smaller company, as a smaller website, um, this works right now because I can manage it. And what it does is it's direct email, you know, sent for any questions regarding what's happening on this website, right? So um, that's one thing that I want to uh, incorporate into the website. And there's several pages that has the got questions email directly button on it that I've made. Um, and that's at the very bottom of the website underneath my social media links on most of my pages. I'm going to get into some more deeper stuff, but this is just the homepage. Um, so now that we've gone through the homepage, I'm going to give you the spill about the rest of the pages. Okay. So we have listen now, coffee store, podcast services, web solutions, and social media about, okay. I've just gone through the homepage and we're at 31 minutes. Wow. Um, so, um, going from the homepage, all right, moving on to the listen now. Okay. 
listen now now this page has more links on it this has more outbound links once again these links are all going to the profiles that have my content on it right you go to listen now there's going to be a embedded media player there for you with every ep with every episode that i've ever recorded has a well it has up to 50 it holds up to 50 episodes in it the the latest 50 episodes right and then right next to that is a list of all the podcast platforms that you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify audible google podcast tune in stitcher podbean those are all the bigger ones there's smaller fish in there um, that i do i am on some smaller platforms i don't list them because they're usually in different countries um and they're just they're just not popular platforms i want to be where all the fish are at the bigger schools of fish are in the apple podcast spotify audible um so i basically pick the top 10 and but i'm in about 12 different directories and that's more podcasting information i can get into that if you're interested about podcasts and how podcasts work you want to get into podcasts and just pick my head uh ask me questions you can go to podcasting service page on my website and you can book a consultation <laughs> um for one-on-one -on -one consultations um to just kind of if you're trying to get into this and you need to know like what's what's up with it what you're getting yourself into i know a lot about this stuff and i'm willing to t have a chat with you okay so Anyways, um, from the podcast, from underneath podcast platforms, we have Get Your Score Listed. Um, this is a feature, this is a very important feature on the website that has more to do with psychology and um, analytics than, it, um, than really being, um, I mean, it's really cool, but, the, but at the same time, there, there's something that I'm doing here that's helping the website grow at the same time, okay? So, uh, so I have get your score listed, screenshot your score, post to Instagram, and tag Average Fells Podcast, and hashtag leaderboard, okay? So there's two things going on here, okay? I'm presenting to the viewer of the website. You can get recognition. We can post your Instagram account on the website, you know? And you'll get your high score, you know, listed on the website. So there's a lot of bragging rights around that. There's a little, there's incentive for people to play Tetris. You scroll down below, there is a Tetris game embedded on my website where you can get a high score. My goal is to then have people screenshot their high scores. Once again, post to Instagram. And by doing that, I can then take that Instagram post, embed them into my website and I can show people, Hey, look, Here's a social proof. They got a high score. They screenshot it. I took their Instagram post. I put it on my website. So that gives people incentive to play, right? Not only that, they can listen to my podcast. While they're listening to it, they can play Tetris, okay? There's another thing. So if you're interested in building your analytics as a podcast or even as a website, you need to offer features that would retain the user, Okay, what does that mean? What does that word retain mean? It means keep them in your ethos, keep them scrolling, keep them clicking, keep them wanting to use your website for something, okay? And by having a little bit of diverse interfacing, ways to interface with the viewer, uh, and help helps do that, okay? And so you can do this by adding different formats of content. That can be words, Okay, and typically what I like to do is do banners and highlights, quick phrases uh, for words because I don't want to put blocks of text and have somebody reading for days. Um, I just want to put the main, the gist of it. A couple words, get your score listed. Oh, wow, I can get my score listed. How do I do that? Then they look deeper, okay? 
Um, another thing is pictures. Pictures are worth a thousand words, people say, right? So pictures uh, on my website, I constantly incorporate coffee-themed pictures because one of the services I provide is a coffee subscription. So by tying that theme, okay, and also a color, like the color yellow, um, people that gives you now some branding authority, right? They start to, you start to uh, sort of imprint this idea that my name is associated with coffee beans. Okay. Um, so this Tetris game, like I said, it's all about, it's all about retention, keeping them on the site, right? So by adding those pictures, words, even videos, right? I have YouTube videos embedded on this website. People click on them. They can watch, they can be entertained. Uh, there might be information for them, right? And by having this Tetris game, it allows the user to have a little bit of fun, right? And they get to use their brain and their, uh, you know, their own wits to get a high score, which is very important for somebody who's building a website. You need to be able to uh, offer you, you, that diverse, like I said, ways of interfacing with the with the viewer, the person who's scrolling your website is very important. Okay, it helps create an. an an imprintful memory to keep them coming back to your website. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you, okay? So by providing the listen now, where you can listen to the podcast, you can play the Tetris and possibly get your high score posted, right? It gives them incentive to stay, stick around, listen, play a game, okay? And if they have fun, they have fun. And that's all I want to do is create a fun experience, right? I just want to have one fun experience to leave the customer, the guest, the client with a smile on their face and keep them coming back. I had a fun time. I listened to Zach's podcast and I played some Tetris. Matter of fact, I didn't get the high score, but I'm going to get the high score again next time I listen to his podcast, right? Underneath the Tetris now, I have a podcast guest submission and I have instructions on how you can uh, submit your podcast. Um, and then I have my hot buttons for all my social media links underneath that. And that's under the Listen Now page. I didn't put a uh, got questions, submitted email, because the section right before those social media links is a podcast guest submission email. Okay, so, the, I mean, if they have any more questions, they can always they can always email through through that link as well. Um, moving on to the coffee and store page. All right, this is a third page on the website. And um, what we're going to do with this one here. This one, so I'm not 100% done with this page itself. There's a lot of work that needs to get done. It's very minimal what I've done so far. I just don't have, um, I haven't been inspired to add any more pieces to it, uh, only because the product itself isn't ready yet. So once I get that, product ready, then this will start to populate with more product images to better demonstrate what the product is. Okay. And that's important for me because if people investigate what I'm selling and I don't have a clear product image and I don't have clear, um, uh, I guess words, descriptions, product descriptions, uh, it'll probably hurt the sale. So my goal is to um, collect some videos, collect product reviews from testimonials from people who drink my coffee. My goal is to also include different art impactful um, photos that I have a photographer that will work with me, uh, help produce some commercial photos to help demonstrate the product. And then uh, also product demonstrations that I'm going to be doing myself. So those are going to be incorporated in this page eventually um, with the product descriptions, of course, um, to help, you know, uh, 
prop up the coffee and put it in a position to be to be sold, right? That's my goal is to sell this coffee. So I want to be able to provide that information for the buyers, okay? Uh, moving on from there, this is just the, co the coffee, okay? Scrolling down, we have a little bit of a bio about why I included coffee. I just, I'm passionate about it. It's been something in my life since I was a kid, making my mom's coffee. Um, when I was a kid, I used to think that you had to make the coffee according to a certain color. So I would add cream to make the coffee a certain color brown, and I'd add two sugars in it for my mom. That's how she liked her coffee, right? Um, as I grew older, <laughs> I, I soon discovered that not everybody drinks cream in their coffee. Uh, myself personally, I just like to drink it black now. I just drink coffee black straight out of the French press, man. That's my way to go. <laughs> uh, beneath that, we have the got questions email directly. So this, this tab, once again, um, this is based off the Zappos theory of just having great customer service. I want to be available to my clients and to my customers. I want them to reach out and talk to me if they have any questions, if there's something that they're unsure of, even you as a listener, if you're unsure of, shoot me an email at averagefellsgmail.com. <laughs> um, and we'll move on to the next page, podcast services. Okay, so third, this is the fourth page on uh, on the website. And here we have podcast services. Uh, the, there's a color I keep incorporating that's yellow. You'll see it on my Instagram. I have a yellow um, uh, sort of um, pattern that's going on there. I'm trying to incorporate that more into my website, but I'm trying to do it in a tasteful way. Okay, so sometimes you'll see certain banners are highlighted in yellow. That's because the yellow is sort of the staple of one of my colors for my branding, right? Coffee beans, yellow. <laughs> That's sort of how it's going. So you have podcast services, um, and then you have right off the top a, ban a banner. Podcast intro starting at $40, okay? Um, and some of you are thinking, oh my God, that's expensive. No, actually it's really cheap because what you have, it takes upwards of three hours to put together a podcast intro sometimes, okay? And when you really think about that, $40 in three hours, I think it turns out to be something closer to like $13 an hour or something, right? And that's not bad, okay? Sometimes I have to create sound effects. That means I have to go out and like find a way to you know, make a stomping sound. That might be me doing voiceover work um, and just trying to get the right cadence to my voice to sound clinical and scary. Or it might be having to find a freelance voiceover work who's going to take some of that $40 because he has to do, you know, say 10 lines or say a line, right? So it just, it just all depends on what the, what, what, what the product is and what, what the customer is asking for. So underneath that, you'll see fellows can produce commercial digital audio media from all your podcast needs custom 100% original podcast content crafted just for you. Isn't that important, right? Uh, and then beneath that, we have some demonstrations, product demonstrations, basically YouTube links that you, not links, but embedded videos that you can play uh, of uh, different podcast intros that I've worked on. And then next to that, we have podcast intro packages and then just a list of the packages and what I do, uh, what it includes. Package A includes a one minute podcast intro with up to three instruments, three sound effects and voiceover work for 40 Okay. Underneath that, we have package B, which is the one minute intro, everything included in package one. But this one includes the matching bookend um, outro for 65. So you get the intro and outro for 65. Okay. And then there's the custom podcast jingle. This is a complete song, a jingle. If you're looking for $120 for an entire podcast jingle, completely customly crafted just for you and your podcast. So if you have a podcast out there 
and you're thinking, I would really like some theme music, just like a song for my podcast, you know, my own custom jingle, let me know. Shoot me an email at averagefellowsgmail.com. And then next to that, we have a testimonials uh, image here. And this pretty much one that I crafted on Canva. This is a free um, free software that you can use. It's also available on your app. So you can actually take screenshots from your phone, upload them into the app, and use those to do custom designs with, right? So canva.com, check that out. It's free. You can also um, pay a subscription service to get even more uh, cool um, effects and, and tools to use in that software. But um, for those of us who are on a budget, it works amazing. So underneath that, we have podcast editing and custom podcast productions. And that's just in a banner right across the page. Simple podcast editing, podcast production, you know, custom podcast production. That's all it is in the banner. No more information. Below that, we have a a video that demonstrates how I do that. And then we have the text that says, you know, the fellows can help produce your podcast. We edit your audio files, complete polished podcast episodes, ready to upload. Let the fellows do the work for you. Don't waste your time editing. Let us expedite your podcast production. Email us today for details. So that obviously is contingent upon whether or not how, you know, how long the episode is, what the customer, what the client's looking for. If they want me to get rid of all the, ah, uh, the ums, if there's dead air, they want me to edit out. I can do that too. So the ahs, the ums, the dead air, I can edit out also including the bumpers, the intro and outro into it and mastering it. So that way the tracks sound great. Um, and also, you know, mastering it. So it sounds good on car. So it sounds good on your headphones and it sounds good. Um, you you know, those, those are kind of hard to do and you really have to sort of work, work it out for a bit. So one of my friends who's works for, um, gosh, studio producer for Dreamcatcher studios, he gave me a tip. He said, I, you need to get a pair of headphones. You need to get a speaker, like a battery powered USB speaker. You need to go to your car and you need to be able to play it on your computer. You need to listen to it on all those different, um, listening devices and you need to mix it so it works well on all those different devices. Okay. When, if you can do that, then it's going to be good. It's going to play well anywhere. So that's sort of what I've been trying to focus on. My mixing is learning uh, the best techniques to sort of mix and provide, uh, you know, the best, the best quality that I can. And then moving on from that, we have below that coaching and podcast consultations starting at $25 an hour. So if you want specific uh, information. You want to get a little bit deeper in this and work with me one-on-one and just have me kind of do a whole entire overview of what you're working on and places that you can improve on, or maybe even just ask me questions uh, about starting or even, um, you know, just wanting to get more information about building your website. Um, you know, someone to get a critique or give you uh, some fresh eyes on it that may help you design it. Let me know. I always do. I'm always interested in helping people, especially small businesses, nonprofits, independent artists, um, anybody's doing a startup, you know, if you're interested in and you see what I've built here and you, you know, you're interested in building something similar that is effective, that helps you and your clients, let me know, shoot me an email. So at the bottom of the page, we'll have that coaching and podcast consultations starting at $25 an hour. And then I also have a small little, uh, voice acting work available, um, because I work with freelance voice actors. I know several of them and, um, you know, I would love to shoot work their way during, especially during the pandemic, you know, artists need places to to work and they have skills that you know are available and um, I think in marketing and small businesses nonprofits it's very important that you understand where that's coming from and the value of that because you can 
you know, I, I trust studios. I will go to a studio, but because I'm familiar with what's happening, I know whether or not they're going to rip me off, right? I know if the dollar amount that I'm paying is worth what I'm getting. Okay. Some, <laughs> I've been in the music, um, at least, you know, myself, I've been a musician, a musician since I was 13 and I've been in recording and, you know, capturing audio. I don't know, since I was 15, maybe, <laughs> um, so, you know, let me know if you have any questions. I can help you out with that. Uh, we're getting closer to the end here. We got web solutions. And this is a page that I built to demonstrate uh, what I can do for a website, what I've been able to put together with my website and how I can help other people with theirs. So it's been pretty easy. It's been, it's, <laughs> it hasn't been pretty easy. I'm sorry. It's been pretty difficult to, um, to really market and put together a page that would demonstrate what I do. And I think I've gotten to a, uh, a relatively uh, decent page right now. It's going to have some more work that needs to get it, more interactive work, I think. There is two videos on the page. There's two drop-down menus. But generally speaking, it is very clinical. There is a lot of stock images that I need to change out with more custom images. So that's another thing about Google. When you build your site on Google Sites, you have access to hundreds of stock images and a huge bank of Google images that you can search through that they offer to, to you. So if you're building within the Google platform, you now have resources such as stock images that you do not have to pay for, okay? A lot of people are going on to third-party sites and spending $40 on stock images when you can use the free ones on Google, which are just as good. And all you need to do is ask somebody's opinion about the photo, okay? So, I mean, if you're really trying to create a, a brand, um, I think that you should get in contact with a graphic designer um, because they'll be able to do more custom work for you. Um, but if you're starting off, it's good to start with some stock images, right? There's a lot of quality stock images that you can find through Google sites or through this, through this platform that I'm using. And then eventually start incorporating more of the custom work that you hire that graphic designer to do for you. The person who designs your logo, I, I mean, designing your logo is important. Finding a very, uh, finding someone who ha who has experience designing effective logos is very important. So I would, I would recommend that you spend the money on the person, the designer that the de graphic designer that designs your logo, um, more right now than you should be looking at like putting photos on your website. Okay. So f start off with that. If you're especially trying to brand something, um, because if eventually all the stock images on your website will get, those will get, you know, updated as you grow with a business, as you grow as a nonprofit, the more content that you start to gather and collect valuable content, content that works, not just, you know, not just an image. So, um, you, you that's, those are the things that you need to start to, that you will incorporate in the future, but just for this website, page for the web solution page it was difficult for me it's difficult for me because um, I haven't got uh, very many clients to work with yet um, and the more clients that I get the more testimonials I'll be able to include the more content that I'll be able to include that demonstrates what I've been able to create okay so what I have on the page now is just some of the things that I've done and how the program works what I do um, for web solutions so I'll kind of get into that a little bit um, what web solutions and more is uh, it's pretty much the 
the hand of the Average Fells podcast that wants to assist small business, nonprofits, independent artists, um, and establish the web presence for them, build their brand authority, increase their web traffic, and um, stay connected through social media platforms, right? So basically, this is a program that I designed. So it's a entire um, pocket knife of tools to help you stand out, to help you get your name out there, right? So it's building a complete commercial website with Google Sites. It's creating original digital web content, such as podcasts, images, videos, how-to videos, blogs, those things. That's what we need to get onto your website. Then we need to link all your social medias, all your creative content, affiliate websites like YouTube, these sorts of sites, because people are on there. There's more schools of fish there moving through stuff than there are just out on, you know, everybody's on the web, everybody's on the web, right? And we're, you have to understand peak traffic, right? There's different cities on the web and a city is like Facebook, okay? And how many people go to the city of Facebook every day? Millions of users. So you need to have an establishment in the city of Facebook, right? Same thing with YouTube. How many of users on the internet go from the internet, just basic worldwide web, over to the city of YouTube? You need to have an establishment in the city of YouTube, right? So now you've built two establishments, one in Facebook, one in YouTube, and now you have customers coming in from your Facebook store and your YouTube store, and they all have portals to drive you back to where? This website. So this is all part of the strategy to keep you connected with your clients and your customers, whoever it is that you need to raise awareness and reach reach out to you, right? If you're a nonprofit, it's about raising awareness and connecting with those people who want, who connect with what you're, you know, with your your product or whatever it is that you're sharing. The third part of that pillar is that we sh- we share content and we connect people through a diverse network of web channels and media. So it's very important that we understand there's a share function on a lot of websites like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and getting some of your content into those spaces helps divide and helps spread out your name, right? So sharing those, making content that is shareable, like so what I've been doing is producing small unboxing videos, right? And these unboxing videos are shareable content. So it's a gift idea, especially during the holidays. I rolled out like four different videos, right? And those are the videos that are getting some traction compared to my podcast episodes. See what I did there? By 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 adding those unboxing videos to the YouTube channel, I created shareable content that has my name on it now that builds authority because I'm reviewing a product, not even my own product, somebody else's product, right? And people can see me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You know, they can catch it all there. And I also have some of them back here on on, on the website as well. So that's creating the shareable part of it. Moving down to Google Analytics, this is a very important part of the process because we have to track if this is working, you know, I can't just tell you I'm doing this. You need to see if it's actually working. So uh, after building your commercial website and designing it and creating a bunch of cool content that people love, we need to see if it's working. And the way we see if it's working is we attach your website to Google Analytics. And Google Analytics allows you to look at how much time people have spent on different pages, how many times they clicked on those pages, uh, whether or not they left that page. They'll, it'll tell you where they came from. Did the YouTube videos that you posted, Zachary, did, did, did people like what they seen there so much that they click the link on your YouTube channel to send them to your website? 
we can see that. We'll be able to tell with Google Analytics. So um, those are very important. Another part of that, how we how we follow and make sure that what we are doing is working. If the systems that are in place are doing what I say they're doing, is by also doing um, Google Ads by by having people um, using the search this using Google's search power to put yourself in front of people by running Google Ads using Google AdWords. It's just Google Ads now. Okay, by using that, you can take people from Google search directly to your website, okay? And by having creative content and content that speaks, content that works, you can then keep them in your ethos, keep them on your website, keep them in your YouTube, right? So that's the goal. And uh, we can do that with Google ads. So, and how Google ads works basically, if you are a car salesman and you want to have an ad run for your business, you know, it's going to ask you what words do you want to show up in for search? Used cars, new cars, you know, warranties, whatever it might be, right? You select all those words that you like, that you believe that you have services that would align with that, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to take those AdWords, we're going to attach it to this for to your ad, and then we're going to post it on Google Ads, right? And then we're going to get. I think I've I've mentioned how ads work in several other podcast episodes, but I can get into that a little deeper. It's a little tricky um, if you do not. If you don't understand like ad psychology, you might put in something that doesn't work correctly. So looking at the wording that you put in your ad is important. Looking at how you phrase your words in your ads is important. Um, that's another thing. Anyways, but moving on from that, Google ads is another is a, is a great, great tool. Another one is the Facebook, Instagram ads. And we can use those to target, target social media um, audiences, okay? One of the things that... I discovered using Facebook ads is that there are older people in Facebook, younger people on Instagram, and even younger people on TikTok, okay? So those are those three categories. And so I know that certain content works on Facebook, doesn't work on Instagram, that doesn't work on TikTok, okay? So learning your audience and and understanding where you should put certain content, um, a beautiful picture would look really good on Instagram, but might not work on Facebook, okay? Facebook, YouTube does really well on, and Facebook and YouTube uh, clips do well on Instagram, but they don't, it doesn't, if you're doing a longer video on Instagram, it doesn't work well. So the minute clip, 30 second clip on on, on Instagram works well. And so I, I've kind of figured that out a little bit by testing it with my ads that I've ran on, on Facebook and Instagram. Because you get a lot of information back from those ad platforms that you can use to then craft, you know, better images, better, uh, better ads. Uh, and then you can post them up and drive traffic. So the first one I did, I think I did something like 350 clicks and that's not that's not good. The second one I did, I had over 800 clicks. By the time I got to my third ad, I was able to create craft an ad that had over 2,000 clicks. 2,000 people clicked on my ad. Okay, so the return rate on what I put in to pay for the service was was great. Your ROI, what they like to say. I don't want to get into all those kind of acronyms. Those are whack. <laughs> I'll just keep it simple for you guys. All right. So uh, and then at the end of this whole entire thing, we repeat the process. We build, we rework link update, share, collect feedback and analytics. And we just repeat the process. We keep polishing and we keep seeing. So sometimes I've done things where I've made a, an edit to my, to my, to my website. And I've noticed that traffic or that how much time people spend on that page has now decreased 
So I remember I've, I took my website from having only two minutes of, uh, of retention and I've grown it to six minutes of retention. Do you see that is important? So the longer amount of time that I could keep people on the website, um, is better because that's warming them up to personal, like I, it's warming them up to buying. It's warming them up to staying in my little business ethos, right? And keeping them in that. When you have a trusted product, people aren't going to go anywhere. That's why McDonald's is good at what McDonald's does because that's the same everywhere you go. And the time that you get bad McDonald's is when it really stuck out, right? Because that person didn't do exactly what the pictures tells us that they're going to do, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing with my pot, with my website. You know, I really by creating a, a place that people would like to uh, come hang out, maybe play the game, listen to an episode, get valuable information for their websites. Um, maybe you're maybe you're one of the clients and you're like, hey, look, I need to get more information about how I can um, do these things. You know, shoot me an email. I definitely love to book a, a consultation with you and, and work with you. You know, I really want to help small business nonprofits, especially during this time, during the COVID pandemic, everybody can use a little bit of help, especially getting online right now, getting your name out there and being able to use some of these tools that I've used to get online. Um, let me know. I can help you out guys. Anyways, so we're getting to the last couple pages here. So we got social media. Finally, at the very bottom of the, uh, of the, um, of the web solutions page, the very bottom of that, what you'll have, what I have there is a, um, uh, goodness. <clears throat> oh yeah. The very bottom of that page, I have a small video that has a, it was a, uh, Instagram, Facebook ad that I ran, um, that got, I think I want to say 1500, 1200 clicks through it that I posted and it works really well. And I tested it on the ad platform before I put it on my website. Does that make sense to you? So some of the videos that I have on my website, I've already tested by running them through a Facebook ad as a Facebook ad and looking at the click, the click rate, looking at the, the viewer retention. Did they watch two seconds and then give up or did they watch 35 seconds and then give up? Right. Or did they watch the whole two minute video? because it was that good. You know, that's really important. Can you get somebody to watch a whole two minute video? I mean, creating content that can do that is very impressive. Um, so anyway, so that at the very bottom of the web solutions and more, uh, I just want to point that out to you, uh, that one video, because I think that that one took a while to get it. I literally crafted three different ads to get to that, that ad. Okay. And then um, next to that's the email is here. Once again, I try to incorporate that on almost every page in a subtle way where they can contact me because I want to provide customer service, right? That's the one thing I want to stay in contact with the client and the customer. So then we move over to the second to last page, social media. And this is going to have where all my social media lives on my website. Okay. Just so that way I have a one-stop shop. If they want to see every place that I'm at on social media, they can find it here with, um, without my LinkedIn. I don't have the LinkedIn on this because that's a little bit more businessy, a little bit more for the about page than for the social media. So scrolling through social media, we have follow us, stay connected for news and flash deals underneath this giant social media and YouTube um, image. And the reason why I say follow us, stay connected with us for flash deals in the future, I'll be using social media to, um, to forward um, discount codes, forward products through, right? So forward my, my coffee beans through. 
And uh, once we get through that first part of that title page, scrolling down, I have giant words and a banner. It says subscribe now. I have my embedded um, YouTube um, thumb thumbnail for my channel with my um, subscribe button, an embedded subscribe button with the subscriber number on it as well. So it gives a little bit more official. Um, uh, it feels a little bit more official because I'm not, I'm not embedding an entire YouTube page. I'm not embedding, um, you know, you can't just, you can't comment on these videos directly on my website and I'm not embedding like an entire YouTube video page. All it is is a series of four videos that I've embedded from my own channel and I've included a subscribe button at the top of those four videos. Um, and all that pretty much, it clearly communicates that I have a YouTube channel and that you can subscribe directly through my website which is easy, right? I want to make it easy for people to find me, to subscribe to me, to stay connected. And that's why I put that there. Scrolling down underneath the YouTube, there's four videos there. Scrolling down, you'll have the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook feeds. Those are all embedded feeds. So I have the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter up there. And you can scroll through those feeds and see what I've been posting on them too. So it's a one-stop shop. If you want to stay connected to the Average Fellows, just go to the website. You can stay up to date with our social medias, with our products, with our podcasts, uh, and with me. Uh, underneath that, we have the newsletter. I have the newsletter at the um, on the social media page because ultimately I'm going to be using the newsletter to reach back out to those people who are subscribed, who have already given me their email. Um, and I'm using that newsletter to also build a email list, right? So when people say, I want to stay connected with the newsletter, they willingly participate by putting their email in there. I'm not taking their email by offering some sort of side. I don't know if you've ever done this, but on, on, on YouTube, on, on Facebook, you might come across something that says, um, you know, know your person, a personality test. And it says like, who are you? Or what Disney prince are you most like? And the only way you get it is at the very end of, after taking the test, you put your email in and then you can get your results. So they're forcibly trying to take your email from you so they can then use that email for their list and then re-engage with you a month later by pitching you a bunch of stuff that is going to end up in your spam folder for your email. Okay. So the way I've designed on my website is I've just put down the newsletter uh, option at the very bottom of two different pages. And those people who want to give their email will participate by submitting their email there on their own accord. I'm not begging for it, you know, and you know, trying to, you know, swindle people into giving me their emails because that's kind of lame. And I don't know about you. I don't like getting a bunch of trash emails. <laughs> um, and that's on the, that's at the bottom of the social media. And then also again, at the bottom of the social media, I have those four big buttons for the social media links. If they want to go directly to those, those, uh, different, um, web channels, they can. And the reason why I incorporate those giant links is because it's still in my ethos. It's still part of average fellows. It's not going to somebody else. It's going to me. And then below that, we have the got questions, email direct button as well. Um, just for the customer service as well. And then finally, guys, we're getting to the last page here. Last page, the about page. Um, I thought this was going to be like a cool baller page for me because remember how I said in the beginning of the podcast, I said, sometimes you go to somebody's website and it turns out to be a blog just about their personal life, right? And that's the one thing that I did not want to make happen. I didn't want that to happen on my website, but I found a home that was dedicated just to me, 
Zodi Zach, the host and producer. And it's in the about section of my of my website. And you can go through that. There's a nice giant picture um, with my family on it. And it says about. Um, scrolling down beneath that, you'll see host and producer. And you'll get a small bio about how I started the podcast, why I started the podcast, and how I'm continuing to partner with these um, businesses and small profit, small <laughs> nonprofits and, and everybody. Um, and then so beneath that, I incorporated a few things. There is a carousel slideshow that you can go ahead and use. And this is another thing. The carousel slideshow should be done tastefully and, and should be done tastefully. Okay. Because I've been to websites where there's like a hundred slideshows and you're just flipping through like, you know, 20 pictures. And then some of those slideshows have the same pictures on them and they're just all over the website. There's like three different slideshows with the same pictures on them all over the website. That's something that you should probably, you know, you, you want to try not to repeat. You, you, there's certain things that should be repeated throughout your website, like your, your Facebook, your social media buttons and, um, maybe certain things should be formatted the same, but reusing, like if you're trying to demonstrate your product, that's okay. You can have those same images, but if they're um, personal photos, don't have doubles of them. Don't put two photos of yourself that are the same on the same page in two different spots if they're just personal photos, if they're not doing anything. If they're supposed to be content that works for you, demonstrating the product, yes, because you want to keep that. That's part of your branding, right? Um, if it's your logo, yes, that's part of your branding. But like I said, if it's just a personal picture on your about page and you put four of the same pictures of yourself, try not to do that. Okay. Um, anyways, so scrolling down below that, I have a video that I embedded from YouTube that has a video of me and my wife at our wedding. It's an amazing video. Uh, I love it. I suggest you guys check, take a look at it. <laughs> um, and then beneath that, I have the four links that are for me personally, for, for my four links, my Instagram, my YouTube, my LinkedIn, my Facebook. Okay. And those go to my personal ones. And I, I don't care if people follow or subscribe to me on those. As a matter of fact, I, I, I would love that you follow, subscribe to me on all those if you, <laughs> if you would kindly do that. <laughs> um, because it's a part of, it's a part of increasing my web. Um, it's increasing my, my, um, gosh, what, what do I want to call it? Jeez. I don't want to say foot traffic. <laughs> my web presence, duh. <laughs> it's increasing my web presence because on, through my, even on my Facebook, I have redirecting links that bring them back to my website. Okay. That's another thing. So, um, from the about page beneath that, I'll have, uh, you have a co-host, Beastmud Squats, it's my brother, and he's my co-host on Thursday nights. And I have some of his Instagram and some of his uh, YouTube stuff here as well. And on his Instagram, his, his YouTube, um, he also um, promotes the website, promotes the podcast, and he has redirecting links to bring them back to this website. So he's a part of the, the Average Fells family and he's helped growing our web presence by including those, right? So, and then beneath that, we have all of our hot buttons again for our social media links to get connected to us. And then we have the got questions button directly beneath that for customer service, just so I can be connected to you, the listeners, the people who stop by the website. Um, and that's it. That's everything. That's my little website there. This is this is what this is the home of Average Fellas Podcasts, Average Fellas. This is where it's going to exist. And I think it, I've put a lot of work and effort into this. It's literally been two months of just polishing and reworking and constantly annoying my wife. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. 
um, to make a, a website that was competitive and that works. And what I mean by that is if I were to look at another uh, podcast website or a website that is featuring similar services that I have, uh, I and I look at theirs and I compare mine to it, I, they look relatively uh, competitive to each other, meaning that I offer the same services, that the content looks relatively, um, you know, the same as far as like the production value of what I put into it. Some of the features that the website offers, some some websites like an old school GoDaddy website from like 93, there's like three gray buttons on that website and two two <laughs> hyperlinks on it, right? And you've seen businesses out there. You've seen the these GoDaddy websites that need to be rescued out there, okay? Um, you see that kind of stuff. And so what I'm saying is what I mean by mine's competitive, meaning that it's current, it's up to date. I have all the, uh, features of, uh, of any other, you know, professional website out there as far as like email subscribing, uh, links in and outbound links that lead to the platforms, um, the style of buttons, just the cleanliness of the website and how it works. Um, so that's what I mean by competitive. And, um, so yeah, this is it. And I'm just really excited for it. If you guys need help designing your own website, if you would like to take advantage of, um, some of the, uh, the knowledge that I have, uh, you can always contact me, check out our web solutions page on this website. Uh, and let me know. I would definitely love to help you. Uh, I have, I think I have a, a, a good little system going on here and I would love to share it with you if you need to get online. Anyways, I think I've talked enough. I think I've talked enough about the website, guys. That's over an hour of me just rambling about what I've built on this website to you guys. So um, if you've listened to this entire thing, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so that concludes today's episode, guys. Uh, my guest today that was supposed to be here ended up in the hospital last night. He hurt his He hurt his leg and he ended up in the hospital. And I was just like, hey, don't worry about it. I can always do a backup episode and, um, and we can always reschedule. So, um, you guys stay tuned to the average fellows podcast. Uh, we will get an episode posted with our friend Richie from surreal fishing on Instagram. Check them out. Surreal fishing on Instagram. Um, super cool, uh, Instagram that's curated for fishing, freshwater fishing specifically. Um, so those of you guys who are, uh, interested in fishing, that's one of your hobbies, or you're trying to find or think of a good Christmas gift, go check out surreal fishing on Instagram. They got a lot of cool stuff there, um, that might, you know, inspire you to find the right product or the right gift for your, for your loved one this holiday season. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the average Fells podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me. Zodi Zach ramble about all the stuff that I love to do podcast, coffee and web solutions. That's my stuff. That's like my thing. I don't know. I just love it. I'm just, it's matrix. It's coffee. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So once again, drop our website, www.affishfellows.com. Peace and love.